It's Monday and the Leitrim Daily podcast is officially one week old. The reaction we've had all week has been nothing short of breathtaking. So thank you to each and every person who's listening to this or any of the episodes so far. Over two and a half thousand listeners have tuned in to our first week's shows from around the county and also from around the globe. Today we're going to be looking at the art scene around the county and meeting some of the creative people who call Leitrim home. I visit Gilla and Emily, the couple behind Artwood, and get a tour around the dock in Carrick and Shannon with their director, Sarah Searson. Every day on the show, as you will have noticed, we have had a different theme, from politics to people, sport and entertainment. So when coming up with a name for this week's Monday show, I wanted to include the word arts and how much Leitrim people are in love with craftwork and being creative. With that in mind, each and every Monday, it will be my pleasure to invite you to Kiss My Arts as we discover some of the hidden gems across the county. Don't forget we have an amazing prize of the ultimate chance to experience Leitrim. Just put your name in the hat to be one of our daily winners on our website leitrimdaily.com or using the hashtag experienceleitrim online. I'll announce the weekend's winners and how you could win yourself this amazing prize in just a little bit. Let's get on with the show. couldn't talk about the arts in Leitrim without sitting down with someone from the dock and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Sarah Searson who's the director of the dock. Sarah the dock obviously is probably more well known to people of the county as the old courthouse yeah uh, but it's been the dock for some time now tell us a little bit about the genesis for how a courthouse became a centre for the arts in Carcassonne. Oh well a long story um I suppose the building was originally built in about 1828-1826 and obviously had its complex and pretty dark history actually in terms of treatment of people here so we it was housed a commercial court and then a criminal court and some people may know that there's actually a little tunnel that links the dock over to what was the old jail so um, we're very conscious that this building you know, can represent something really not brilliant for a lot of people, considering what happened in terms of Irish history. But in a way, it's a great story because it turned around, the building fell into disrepair in the, in the late 80s, 90s. And um, there was a kind of a push all around the country to start developing art services to a better level. And it was a round of funding that came out through the department uh, called Access Funding. And the local authority, Leitrim County Council, applied for that funding and was successful. And that gave them a kind of a, a bit of a cash injection to come back and restore the building and put it back into public use. So um, it's sort of like nearly 15 years later and they, it's now a very vibrant uh, arts and cultural centre. It's also the home to Leitrim Design House, which showcases some of the best uh, art, you know, craft work that's happening within the county. And I suppose Leitrim is a really interesting county in terms of culture. It's not just about the culture that's sort of arrived in here in the last 50 years. It's the deep-rooted value that people place on the kind of identity of the county. It's musical heritage. And, it, I mean, I've never come across such regular cultural attenders, if you want to use that phrase, as the people of Leitrim. They were, like, it's a, a really, really rich, deep vibrant cultural place so it's for me it's a real privilege to have the opportunity to be the director of the center here the building now it has three well two amazing galleries gallery uh, one which looks over the shannon so you have this extraordinary three huge um, floor to ceiling uh, height 
uh, round glass windows that look over the Shannon. They bring in this amazing light that you get when it bounces off water. So it's one of they're actually considered probably one of the best galleries in the country for showing painting. And then we have a smaller gallery, Gallery Three, which we kind of use as a pop-up space, and then a, and then a second gallery as well. The the other kind of rooms that we have in the dock now are um, we have a music room and a workshop room and a room called the Holt Room, which we named after Lila Holt, who worked here in the design house. And there are three kind of community rooms. They're available for hire at a really cheap rate. Um, and um, we've all sorts of people here. We, like For example, today we have yoga with Tara Colleen happening upstairs. We have a bridge club meet here. And those rooms, in a way, are kind of... They're just lovely spaces that you can um, come and kind of develop your own creativity. So we have writers that meet here. We have... Um, um, art groups that meet here and it's just a lovely way of kind of getting the build, building animated as well so there's lots going on and then the other big factor within the building obviously is the performance space and the performance space is uh, at full whack it goes to about 117 or 117 people but it can it's on a rake which means that you can pull all the seating back and it just becomes a big hall so it can be used for dance or performance that is kind of in all different shapes and forms and I suppose what's happening now is that we're working very closely with our colleagues in the design house and the dock, and we're trying to push on, push forward, and kind of reach out more and more within the community and to do things that kind of are relevant to people at a lot of different ages. So I suppose from being this building with this odd history to where we are now is um, probably a very good news story. So in terms of our programme, during the year we programme about five major exhibitions a year. And nationally and internationally, we're kind of recognised for the visual arts. Um, we do a lot of work trying to reach out into schools and work with people. Um, you know, so, for example, in the Leaving Cert, it's always a question in art history. You know, have you been to a show and discuss it? So we work with students around that. And then we do little programmes to kind of mediate what's happening within the gallery back into the community. Currently, we're showing an, an amazing exhibition uh, by Patrick Hall, who is in his uh, early 80s. He's based in Sligo, and he's kind of really very well regarded within the painting. He's particularly a painter, and I suppose painting, in a way, has had a resurgence in value, you know, I suppose with digital media and digital art and things like that. Uh, that world of art can be quite complex, so there's kind of been a real look back to tradition, if you like, the analogue. Um, the ability to actually take a brush and make something really beautiful on canvas. So he's currently showing with us. And in that same room, we have a young artist called uh, Anishta Chukram. Anishta's originally from Mauritius, but she's gone to college here in... Uh, she actually went to college in Dunleary, and she's made some really beautiful modernist um, sculptural works that work really well in the room. And in the second gallery, we have some really fun paintings. And they're based kind of from an, uh, an emerging painter called Mary Renane. And Mary has been painting solidly for about 20 years, but she's just beginning to sh show a lot now. She's actually going to be in the Boyle Festival and in the Cordia Festival in Sligo. So it's nice that she sort of had a little kind of a surge in the West. But I'd really recommend people to try and come in and have a look or have a look online. We've got a great video of her speaking. And it's just very humorous. And it's based on her experience of growing up in a farmhouse in rural Carlo and that idea of all that collection of paintings and family photographs that come together and she does them in this kind of very whimsical and funny way so that's a great exhibition that we have on and can people just walk in off the street and just wander around the, the building they're so welcome yeah the galleries are open to the public and they're free 
they're actually just beautiful spaces to be in. They're enhanced by the art. So the two things come together. And very often you just find people who, who you know, who want to just sit and watch something, contemplate for maybe 20 minutes, come in. And we have people that might, you know, be having their lunch in the town and come back up uh, and see something quite regularly. And then also it's a destination gallery as well. So people would make a special trip to come here to see that. But these, these galleries are free and open to the public. And it is a publicly funded building. So it is the people's building to a large extent. Um, obviously within the programme when we put on gigs and things like that we do have to charge um, but it is slightly and the galleries are open the galleries the yeah, they're open through the day yeah and people can come in and they can get a cup of coffee if they want one. yeah we've done a big job in our cafe we've extended it slightly and um, it's looking really well and we have Andy running it at the moment the jury room cafe and um, we offer teas and coffees brilliant wi-fi here so you can sit down your laptop or come and read the paper yeah it's a very relaxing calm place to be in terms of the public side of things yeah what kind of events can people expect over the coming weeks and months in in the dock what's what's to look forward to for the summer well i suppose our big thing that we're doing is that uh, we support festivals and events so um the big thing obviously is carrick water music festival coming up and they've got a lovely program we'll be having two gigs here but their program will happen all through the town they want to do really dynamic things lots of outdoor things lots of um, really nice kind of classical and trad and a really nice mix of stuff happening but our, ourselves we tend to focus on young people and community uh, more in the summertime we find that if we put on gigs people are really kind of more outdoor focused so we our actual winter program sort of kicks in from september to december and then runs through the winter back to may um, so that's our night time. But one of the initiatives that we're doing, it's the second time we've done it, is what we want to open in the summer um, on Sundays and put on things that might attract people. So that if you're from Leitrim or Roscommon and you want to bring some family here, you have people visiting over the weekend, that the dock is actually open. So we'll have the galleries open and we'll have two uh, events on every Sunday between the 14th of July and the 18th of August. Um, you can get the opening hours on our website. We're open just a little bit later, about 12.30 to 4.30. But there's actually going to be something on. We'll have some the papers here as well, so you can sit back and relax, read the papers. And I think it's a really important initiative for us to be doing because I suppose, you know, to be of a place is also to be connected back into it. And um, we think it's a resource that people really like. And I was here managing it the last time we did it. We did it in 2016. And I met all sorts of people returning uh, who live abroad, who are home for the summer months, and loads of really nice chats. So you have people bumping into each other that haven't seen each other in a while, and it's um, it's a nice resource. Sarah, thank you very much for bringing us through the dock, and uh, I think for anyone who's listening to the show who's within striking distance of Carrick and Shannon should make it their business to come down maybe one of the Sunday afternoons, bring the family, come down, have a look at some of the fantastic exhibitions and the events that you're putting on over the course of the summer. Thank you very much for giving me your time this morning. Thank you, Brackney. It's that time in the show when we take a little break to remind you about your chance to really experience Leitrim. On the show throughout the month of July, we will be giving away the opportunity to sample the best of activities, food, attractions and places to stay in the county. The prize includes a two-night self-catering stay for two in Tony Lust Lodge in Manor Hamilton, Dinner for two at the Landmark Hotel, Carrick and Shannon, with two tickets for a show at Landmark Central. Overnight stay in the Loch Allen Hotel, a box tea breakfast for two at our Happy Place Cafe in Carrick and Shannon, a cycle for two along the Shannon Blueway, courtesy of Electric Bike Trails, a short cruise and introduction to fishing on the Shannon Queen, courtesy of fishtracker.ie. Try a dive session with Dive Atlantic, 
a two-hour guided hike through the glens of North Leitrim with Leitrim Walks and the opportunity for you and a friend to be one of the first visitors to the new visitor centre at the Shed Distillery of PJ Rigney in Drumshambo, which opens in late 2019. Today we're adding something to the prize. It's a director's tour of the dock, where you will be shown around the historic old courthouse personally by the director of the dock, Sarah Searson, who you have just heard give me my tour around the building. Every day on the show, one listener will be picked, and at the end of the month, one of those daily winners will be selected to win the entire collection of amazing experiences around the county. Two winners over the weekend, they were Stephen Goldrick of Leitrim Village and William Kenny in Carrick and Shannon, who have both won themselves a copy of my book, Pedal the Planet. And your names go into the hat for the top prize and the opportunity to experience Leitrim, courtesy of the show and our partners. Winning the opportunity to really experience Leitrim for free over the next 12 months couldn't be easier. To enter, simply go to our website, leitrimdaily.com, click on Experience Leitrim and simply enter your details. The very best of luck. County Leitrim has a fine history in the arts and crafts and I've taken a short journey out to Fear near Drumlee Gates on the Shannon Blueway and the Loch Allen Canal to sit down with Gilla and Emily of Artwood. My mother's a massive fan uh, ever since I think you appeared on Nationwide a couple of years back. Every single present she's bought for anybody, wedding present, birthday present has been Artwood. But tell us a bit about what Artwood is. Artwood is a craft business. We currently produce, we call them sun catches. So it's a wooden shape, generally a crescent moon or concentric circles, and a crystal which combine together when you hang them in the window. The crystal acts like a prism and it refracts rainbows around your room then. We call them sun catches. A little bit of science mixed in with wood art, basically. Yeah. And it's absolutely fantastic. I'm saying wood art, it's art wood. <laughs> um, so where did the concept come from originally? I was looking for a crystal just to have at home, and I was looking all around the place, couldn't find anything that I liked. I eventually came home with one that had a few like plastic beads hanging on it, and Gilla, who is already a carpenter, woodworker he looked at it and he thought oh maybe I could make something nice with that and uh, he came up with the ideas of the concentric circles first put it together and he thought oh that looks lovely then he came up with the uh, moon idea and I had already been working doing a lot of kind of markets and stuff and we thought well, maybe we could bring this to a market and we brought it to our local Christmas market in Carrick and uh, they went really well. So we kept making them and kept selling them and just kept going like that. When was this? Um, 2013. Yeah, they just, they just right from the first mar- market, they just, the first, we had a two-day market in Carrick Friday, Saturday. We sold out on the Friday. I had to go home on the Friday evening, <laughs> <laughs> make more for the Saturday. Uh, yeah, and then ever since then, they just seemed to uh, sell as fast as we can make them. What was your situation at the time? Obviously, you work in the markets. Gilla, you were working at the time? I was, I was unemployed at the time. Um, recessionary times. The recessionary had hit in 2008. I spent a few years kind of struggling to make get work. And this, these things kind of happened by accident. We weren't thinking... Like, I did think we, need to, we, we needed to make something that um, could sell and that was small. I learned from my dad because he spent a few years in the, making the arts and craft as well. And I could see from him what doesn't sell. So I was able to, you know, learn from his lessons in a way. 
and we kind of just stumbled upon them and they just they 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 just they they appeal to every um age and demographic so far so they're good and at what point did you realize that this might be a little bit more than nixer and potentially a, a full-blown creative business i suppose it, it didn't we didn't really think about it until it just we just kept making them yeah it just kept going and i suppose in what did we say kind of maybe mid 2014 we decided to take them to the christmas craft fair in dublin was that, was that we that met year? we met somebody actually um black Helen designs in their in balahadreen i think and they were in a similar situation to us where they 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 sold well at local markets and christmas and then they made the decision to go to the big one the national craft and design fair which is a big big outlay it's a big risk they were kind of saying you know they were they were kind of saying you should do it you should go for it go for it so we decided to take the big risk and pay them the, the, at the time like three thousand euro just just to have a stand there and um, it paid dividends because that kind of puts you on the, the national stage because there's like forty thousand visitors that's a big amount of money and for a small project like that at the time like how long did it take you to make that decision i'd say it wasn't easy no because it is a big risk but we- it was for us it was like a true test of what we were making like is this actually worth our while making this or are we just kind of pretending here i suppose it was the, the step up so maybe that was the point when we decided this is actually a business for us now yeah i think that the success of the national cast and design fair would have given us confidence then to move on and obviously uh, i mentioned nationwide at the top of the the chat mm. how big an effect did that have on your business huge it was huge absolutely huge like you can't pay i don't think for that kind of advertising or reach because yeah i mean it was phenomenal it really was and people still today like that was back in 2000 that was christmas 2016 people still say oh i saw you on nationwide and like that's years ago i'm just so amazed how it has you know stuck in people's minds and you've diversified in with inscriptions and poetry and who decides that and things that you too gilla or emily is that your influence how did we think of that at the beginning well, oh, we had a pyrographer. We had uh, a hand pyrographer in the house, luckily, because, again, from Giller's dad, he had done stuff with that w- when he had his own business. And I think we started off with possibly names, people's names on them. Birth, so personalized. Birth, the birth dates of, you know, new baby. That was, the, that yeah. was the, initially the inspiration because we gave them ourselves then to people we know who just had a baby. Give them a, uh, with their that's name. A, that's a handy kind of birth, uh, present. You can just here. Exactly. Lovely. Yeah. Hang in the baby's room. <laughs> yeah. Phew, yeah. Buy a present. Exactly. Um, and then I think we were working. We were doing stuff in um, the Strand Hill Market, and they were celebrating Yates's uh, 150 celebration. Um, so we had the idea of putting. We started off with just Yates quotes on the moons. Um, and we've now progressed to actually having like full Yeats poems on them because they just were really popular and, and they were great. And then we came up with a few other... Actually, I think some of them have actually come from people requesting certain quotes put on them and we just thought they were so lovely that we kind of stuck with them and used them then as a kind of a general one. The most popular is family where life begins and love never ends. So it's a family business, but the family is more than just Emily and Gilla. Do you want to tell us about who else makes up family unit so we have four boys um oscar adam ben and robin um when we started the business we just had the two 
but uh, we always decided we were going to have four, so we had the four. <laughs> um, we're done now. Uh, we're done now, yeah. Definitely. Uh, four is plenty. It's, it's hard enough juggling the four of them and the business. So Now, they've been running around here all morning when we were yeah. having a chat, and they're full of energy. Oh, How yeah. do you manage to run the business and look after four young tearaway boys? <laughs> Uh, well, we are extremely lucky. I've, we've got my mum nearby. She helps out quite a lot. You know, Gilla's family and other members of my family. And you just find a way. You know, I generally work in the evenings when they've all gone to bed. Um, Sometimes it can be hard to switch off from work because you yeah. work at home all the time. Like a lot of people who work the nine to five, they come home and they can switch off 100%. With us, it's and all because the time, we're, we're both in it week. as well so we're constantly kind of would be talking about it so we do have to be very kind of when we're sitting down for dinner we don't talk shop you know we talk family life instead that's what Does we try that to really do really happen not always <laughs> <laughs> we try yeah let's talk about the business side of, of mm. things now because i'm sure there's a lot of listeners obviously as i said at the top of the chat uh, leitrim is full of creative people but you've actually pushed on to where now it's it's the family income mm. it is through this. Without getting into any detail, to go from, again, that situation, you talk about 2016, has it been a, a straight road all up and money just flows in? And Well, we have to say we got a huge a lot of support from Leitrim Enterprise Office and Leitrim Development Office. They've, we've received various grants from them, employment grants and capital grants to to expand the business. That's been really helpful. Just help us make them... By adding new machinery, better machinery, we're able to make them faster and to a higher standard. And that's a big help. Yeah. And also, we you know, we did lots of markets to start off with. And then after a while, we realized, you know, maybe being in shops is kind of the way forward. So we started going into a few local shops. And then we started attending a showcase in Dublin at the RDS. And that's really taken off for us now. So we're in probably about 60 shops all around the country now. So that that gives us a more of a a regular income throughout the year rather than just relying on a big, you know, Christmas bump at the end of the year. And in terms of the shops, you mentioned America. How do you get into an American shop? Showcase. The American buyers would come to showcase. it's It's harder to get into America, I think. Like we. But we also have people contacting us who have found us themselves and, and looking to see if they can stock us from all over the country, all over through, the world as well. Through Etsy, which is like the eBay For of handmade, crafts. Yeah. And yeah. they would see us on Etsy and then contact us directly and ask us, do we wholesale? Going forward, mm. what are the next steps for Artwood? Probably developing new products. So last year we came up with a new, it's, we call it flowing wood art. So it's um, wood and resin as a, a, a piece of art that you actually hang on your wall now. So we launched them um, at Christmas and we're hoping to have them in the Leighton Design House in August when we're doing a, they have like a special um, time for the different crafters to come in and display their stuff. So we'll have them on display in there then. And yeah, just um, possibly some garden products as well and just more of a range of products. How important has Leitrim Design House been to your business? They feature Leitrim craftspeople in all walks of mm. art, design. How important have they been in the development of, of the business? <clears throat> Again, they've been fantastic showcasing our stuff. They also run um, really good courses as well. 
like we did a course on Instagram and product photography, which was fantastic. Um, so they're really supportive. You know, they want to, you know, they're always kind of asking what is it that you need and then they'll try and find a way of, of helping you. So, you know, because as well, they're specifically aimed for craft businesses, the support that they give is 100% useful rather than a generic course. So it is a family business, yeah. but is it getting bigger than just the two of you? Just, I think, two, after 2016, our big launch in, in on the national stage, I suppose, kind of forced us, we had to employ somebody. So we have had one person since 2016, two people since 2017, and we just employed a third person. And all the way along, we have some part-time leaving cert students or transition year students come in and do uh, work experience, doing packaging. Some of them stay on. I have here in my hand one of your lovely little creations. It's a crescent moon with a crystal hanging out of it from oak. And it looks absolutely beautiful. Perfect for any child's bedroom. I know how the, the, you mentioned the prism at the mm. start. and The sun hits the the crystal in the window and it just radiates all over the room yeah, it's, it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous how long does it take to produce that from start to finish a lot of people ask that yeah well if you <laughs> want to start like because particularly that piece that's oak which has been a tree was cut down just down the road here so if you start from there yeah let's let's <laughs> literally start from the tree yeah. so a tree is cut down yeah uh, now it's local on this occasion yeah. so you're this not buying in the wood our next door neighbor has just chopped oh. down some oak, oak trees last year okay so tell us about how it goes from there to into this beautiful box. First, we start start at the raw wood stage. It's pro wood is processed, cut down into planks for us. We would wait for approximately a year for it to dry, and then we'll start producing sun catchers with it. The process starts with um, milling them down into inch or twenty mil planks, and then we cut the, those into the shapes of the moons. The next would be the probably the most time consuming part is the sanding. There's different sanding processes to make sure it's all nice and smooth. And is that done by hand or yes. by a machine? Well, it's machines, but, but you use your hands into the machines. To, to, so they're like flap wheel sanders, where they flap contours because there's round, rounded edges all around. Every one of our products has a rounded edge, so it can be quite... Um, uh, it's it's labor intensive and time consuming. Mm. We also use a lathe to to mount some of our concentric circles <coughs> to sand them. Um, yeah, the sanding is by far the it, the bottleneck and the the the, the most time consuming. Now we if we no 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 it's not. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, it's quite a skilled part of the process, you couldn't just get anybody to do that, and there's a bit of training to, to involve to get them efficient after that they're oiled danish oiled three sometimes four times depending on the how much how absorbent the wood is because we like to have a nice sheen what we think is the perfect sheen then they're hung and boxed and packaged and then sent off to shop in terms of where people can find this you mentioned it's mm. in 50 or 60 shops but as usual with the creative arts the, probably the best way for you financially is if people buy it directly from you. Where can they get it? Do you have a website? We do. So we're www.artwood.ie. And then for people kind of outside of Ireland, it might be easier for them to use Etsy. We're on the Etsy shop. Uh, is it just Artwood Island? Yeah, so we're called Artwood Island on Etsy, which is a really good um, kind of craft website. We get a lot of international sales on that one. And then obviously some people are very tactile, they like to see it and mm. touch it. So where are the places, obviously locally, that uh, around the county that people can pick this up? So nearby, we've got obviously the Leitrim Design House. 
uh, we're in the Forest Park and Boyle. Um, in Sligo, we're in the Cat and the Moon and in Drumcliff Tea House. Also Una Warren and Boyle. Una Warren and Boyle as well, yeah. And then uh, you can, if you go to our website, there's a, the, you know, it has a list of all our stockists as well around the country. So that is artwood.ie. Artwood.ie. Yeah. For all the information, trust me, folks, it is absolutely gorgeous. And if you're looking for a present for a new baby or a wedding or even just to brighten up your own day, exactly. check it out. Uh, Gilla and Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me. Thank you. Thank you, Refni. Thank you for joining us for a look at the creative world in County Leitrim. If you're involved in the arts, drama or any creative pursuits, I would love to hear from you on social media. I would love if you could keep the show informed about events, news, performances or anything you feel we should be talking about on the show each and every week. You can get in touch with the show via Twitter, Insta or Facebook simply by searching Leitrim Daily and our email is also info at leitrimdaily.com. I'll be back tomorrow with Faces and Places, and this time we're in the beautiful North Leitrim village of Kilty Clare. Chat to you then.